Today is the 16th Sunday of Ordinary Times. Each Sunday, you and I attend Mass here at St. Joe, and often we hear the priest or deacon use the term disciple, a term used in the New Testament approximately 250 times, urging each of us to follow Christ and his teachings in our quest to someday achieve heaven upon earth, upon our death. In this context, the dictionary defines a disciple as a follower of Christ. Some scholars suggest that our Lord had a large variety of followers, suggesting those around him were gathered in concentric circles, of which the 12 apostles were the innermost group. The disciples came next, and then the followers or believers. When you hear that word disciple or a description of the same, what goes through your mind? What do you imagine or believe are the actions or behaviors you and I must follow to ultimately attain your eternal reward? Over 2,000 years ago, according to the writers of the Gospels, Jesus demanded a complete personal surrender to himself. His disciples must be willing to abandon their father and mother, son or daughter, and to take up his cross and lose his life in the following of Jesus. Like their master, the disciples had to leave home and had no place to lay their head. They must not remain even to take care of an aging father nor dispose of their domestic affairs. Back then, the disciples of Jesus could not hope to attain his dignity, for the entire lives were to be spent in the discipleship to Christ. Later in the Acts of the Apostles, the word disciple was used to describe Christians, as you and I are, not one who had actually known and followed Jesus personally. What does the word disciple mean to you today in 2011? In the lives of the saints, those before us and amongst us, these followers of Christ sacrifice greatly for Jesus and leave behind many of their earthly possessions and relationships to follow Christ. Are we, you and I, expected to do the same in today's marketplace. The world is different now than it was 2,000 plus years ago. God wants to be in a relationship with each one of us at all times. When we cannot seem to find time for God in our daily lives because all that we are expected to do with family responsibilities and other relationships, how can we find time for God or how can God find time for us? Living a prayerful Christian life amid so much chaos can seem like just another fact, another feat of time management. It's really not like that. Space and time are not the appropriate categories for our relationship with God, whose name is I Am. St. Margaret Bouget wrote the following. 
It seems to me that we do not pay enough attention to prayer, for unless it arises from the heart, which ought to be its center, it is no more than a fruitless dream. Prayer ought to carry over into our thoughts, our words, and our actions. I'll share three thoughts with you. In following Christ, we need to regularly reflect on one simple word, God. How many times during the day do you stop for a moment and reflect on God? Never murmur or grow impatient at the sins or misbehavior of others, but bear them with patience and humbly pray for them. I've often tried to think, when was the last time I forgave the individual who cut me off in traffic? Right then and there. Finally, set me set apart from time every day, just a few minutes, to meditate on the passion of Christ. God is not a choice amongst many. By the time we choose God, you can bet that God has already chosen us. Simple question. How are we, as disciples of God, in today's fast-paced living? God bless.